Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 I am very excited today because it's been four weeks now into the NFL season, but today I finally put together the procedure, I put together the game plan for our That One Dude video. Now last year, if you recall, I did about five or six weeks of That One Dude videos, and I liked doing the videos, but they were kind of on Saturdays, and they're like the last thing I wanted to do, and there's never any structure to them, and now I have a very good structure to them, and I think we're going to get them out because they're going to be quick hitting videos, That One Dude. If you're not familiar with my work, welcome. I'm happy you're here. Sit back, take your shoes off, relax, crack your knuckles, do whatever you got to do. This time is for you. But that one dude is going to be, last year we did one player on the entire slate. And these guys are supposed to be lower owned players that people really probably aren't talking about all that much this week relative to the projected ownership on these players. So last year, I would find somebody that I really liked that was in the single digit ownership, maybe below 10%, usually around 5% or so. And I would say, you know what, based on my projections, based on the ownership, based on the, the opportunity in this game, yada, 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 give you a bunch of reasons. This is the reason I liked him. And it was a pretty cool show, but it was like a five minute show and it never really did good on YouTube. Now I'm going to give you that one dude at each position every single Saturday morning and we're going to get these bad boys out for all of you. So the same is going to hold true. We're just going to do it for every single position, not defense. I don't give a crap about defense, not kicker, because uh, if you're playing a good DFS site, they don't have kickers, but we're going to do it at quarterback, running back, receiver, and tight end. And here's the thing. I'm still going to be looking for lower owned plays. Ideally plays below 10% ownership. And honestly, most of them will come in around 5% or lower. And I'm not going to sit here because it makes no sense for me to tell you that Alvin Kamara is the best play on the slate or one of the best plays in the slate because I haven't projected for over 25 fantasy points with his entire team, both offense and defense out for this game. Honestly, I'm going to give you some of these plays and they're to me going to look like obvious plays. And I was like, okay, this guy's not 15% owned. This guy's not 17% owned. This quarterback's not 10% owned. All right, let's roll with it. And maybe even in cash, you could still play some of these players based on where I have them projected, based on where I have their value and some of the other things that we're going to discuss. So the return of that one dude is here. Thank you so much. If you know what this video is because you watched a couple of them last year, even if you don't hit that like button for me, big old subscribe. And I appreciate that on the YouTube channel. We're getting very close to 30,000 subscribers. We'll probably be there within a week or so. So I appreciate all of the continued support from everybody out there. It takes two seconds of your time. So just sit back right now, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on the podcast version, hitting the like and follow button goes a really long way and a chance to win $50 every single week. If you leave a five-star rating and review, it takes about 30 seconds total of your time. And that is announced on Sundays each week. I reach out to the person. So leave a way for me to contact you in your rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher for anybody who has an Android device. So I appreciate all of that. And before we get into it, this video is sponsored by Superdraft. And one of the players that we're talking about today is my best play at that position on Superdraft. So what Superdraft is, is a multiplier format. No salary caps, right? All you're doing is saying, okay, if this player is a good player, so Alvin Kamara this week is going to get a 1x multiplier, meaning one times his points. But some other players who are not as expected to do as well, like a Jonathan Taylor, maybe some other players might get a 1.2 or a 1.3x multiplier, meaning that you get to multiply their points just by a higher multiplier, 20, 30% more points. So that's where the strategy comes in. It comes into the projections, a little bit of ownership, but no salary cap. It's a lot easier to play and get the guys that you want to play, right? You don't you don't have to worry about salary caps. You can play anybody you want. You can play all the best plays in the slate. It's just that the multipliers might not be as high, but it doesn't necessarily make them a bad play. I do have projections also down below for Superdraft, but you can check it out right now. You get a 50% deposit match up to a thousand dollar rooskies. It will give into you in a slow drip format. If you use the promo code Sal, S-A-L, that is my name. Let's get into this bad boy right now, starting with the quarterback position. Bang, there you go. My man, Ryan Fitzpatrick pops up on the screen. I'm liking Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. Look, there's a lot to like in my opinion about Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. And if I just look at it from a projection standpoint and an ownership standpoint, Ryan Fitzpatrick figures to be like 5% owned this week. Okay, well, that seems pretty damn good to me. And we can talk about the matchup in just a second, but if he's going to be 5% owned, which means that a lot of people probably want to play the Seattle side of this game based on what I'm seeing from the ownership, obviously from what Russell Wilson is doing in the total in this game, but not a lot of people are looking at the opposite side of it from a stacking perspective, which doesn't make much sense for me or from Ryan Fitzpatrick in cash. Because right now, Ryan Fitzpatrick is my number three overall value QB play. So yes, he's extremely cheap and based 
based on him being that cheap, the projection I have for him, a peek behind the curtain of my Patreon projections and rankings link down below. I have him as a good cash and GPP play. I have him for 17.9 fantasy points. Again, that makes him my third best quarterback play if you're just looking at value so far this week. And he's not owned. He's 5% owned. And there's a lot of reasons to like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Outside that, he has clear stacking options if you do want to play him at a GPP, right? Devontae Parker, Mike Gusecki look like the best options, but still Preston Williams is there. Isaiah Ford, if you really wanted to go down deep into your groups for that. But the Dolphins have a 12% pass blocking advantage this week against Seattle, who does not really have much of a pass rush. Seattle is the number one run stopping defense. And I thought that was kind of fluky up until they played Dallas last week. And Zeke pretty much had like 12 carries for like 40 yards. They held him down or 14 carries for 50 yards. They held him down to a standard that I said, okay, maybe there's something to the Seattle run defense. That's only going to help the passing game if they have to throw more, if they're in second and long and third and long situations. Right now, Seattle's defense, like I said, not a good pass rush, ranks 31st in pass rush and 19th in coverage this year. And here's the big number for you. Yards per game right now, 430.7. By far the worst in the league is what they're giving up right now. So if they're actually good against the run, but they're giving up the most yards per game, you can be damn sure that most of that, ask Matt Ryan, ask Dak Prescott, is coming through their passing game currently. And also from a matchup perspective, they already ruled out Jamal Adams, the stud safety that they acquired from the Jets. He's already out right now with a groin injury. Quentin Dunbar, who they got a pretty solid cornerback, the best cornerback who was on the Redskins last year, he's been ruled out with a knee injury. And right now you also have Shaq Griffin, their number one cornerback, currently questionable with a shoulder injury. So their top safety is out, their second best cornerback, and their number one cornerback is banging up and potentially won't play. They're already a bad secondary. So this is getting even better for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Those are some of the things that you probably don't hear as much about. Ryan Fitzpatrick in week three went 18 to 20, 160 yards, two touchdowns, and he had seven rushes for 38 yards and a touchdown. He does have that sneaky mobility on the ground. He ranks seventh in completed air yards as well. So he's throwing downfield. You know the obvious passing options. I think Devontae Parker looks like a fantastic option for him this week in stacking formats. I think Mike Gusecki does as well. Sure, Preston Williams and Isaiah Ford, I'll put them in my groups, but I plan to get a lot of Devontae Parker and Mike Gusecki based on my projections if you're doing stacks of Miami. And then you can run it back with whoever you want, DK Metcalf and or Tyler Lockett. You want to run it back with Chris Carson if he's healthy and good to go. Do whatever you want there in the game stack situations. But Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like a good stacking quarterback for GPPs at low ownership and a good and a solid cash game play as well this week. He's that one dude at the quarterback position. That one dude at the running back position is going to be banged. Jonathan Taylor this week. So look, Jonathan Taylor, the matchup's brutal. Like, let's be honest. And before we get into the matchup right now, he's sub 10% projected ownership. So if you're going to get Jonathan Taylor at 8% ownership, and I understand it, he's kind of expensive, but he's $400 cheaper than last week. Again, the matchup is probably going to account for that. But he's currently my sixth highest projected running back. And like the running backs ahead of him are only ahead of him by like a half a point. So Jonathan Taylor's a close to my top three projected running backs by like a point. He's pretty much a point off. I have him for right around 18 fantasy points, 17.7 to be exact right now. Yeah, if you're looking at it from a value perspective, he's not going to grade out as a great value. He'll be like the 10th best value. And he's currently like the 12th 14th highest on running back. So it starts to add up from a value perspective. So in terms of cash, yeah, I don't want to be playing Jonathan Taylor in cash this week. There's a lot better cash options. And you just had Ronald Jones open up. You could obviously pay all the way up for Kamara, who looks like a smash play for 20 plus fantasy points. I've been projected for 25 plus all my projections and rankings linked down below. There's a lot of cash options. Joe makes a lot of the guys that you can get to if you really want to. But Jonathan Taylor, from a GPP standpoint, I get it. The matchup is really tough, but he seems independent right now of the game flow based on how many routes that he's running and seeing targets in this passing game. But this is the thing about Jonathan Taylor. It's a complete leverage play on the price range at the running back position for GPPs. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't feel fantastic because of my projection for Jonathan Taylor, although it's good relative to the value of other guys around him, it's not, but that's exactly why he's lower on. You have guys like Kenny and Drake, David Johnson, Mike Davis, all these guys, even Joe Mixon and above him, Clyde Ebersolaire and Price, all those guys in his price range right now are coming in with ownership projections of like double or triple him. So if you're telling me that right now, the only reason that he's not projecting out as nicely as those guys is because I haven't projected for a half a point less, that's where there starts to become some leverage in GPPs. It doesn't mean you have to play Jonathan Taylor. It means if you have a 
chalky lineup, and in that lineup you have a David Johnson or a Kenyon Drake for GPPs, and everything else in your lineup is complete chalk, that's one spot to pivot out of because Jonathan Taylor, although it's a tough matchup, right now the Bears rank overall top five in run defense, it's still one of the best run blocking offensive lines. According to Pro Football Focus, this is a positive 48% run blocking advantage this week, number one on the slate, because that's how good Quentin Nelson and this Colts offensive line is. So far on the season, Jonathan Taylor has seen 48% of the snaps. It's skewed a little bit because of the week one opportunity share not being exactly the same as how it's going to be in a positive way for him this week, since Marlon Mack did play parts of week one. He's seen a 51% opportunity share on the season. He's had 48 carries and nine targets. He's had 15 red zone rushing attempts, which is number three in the league. The Colts offense right now has been good. Their defense is number one in the league currently, where their secondary ranks first overall, and their pressure, which has been kind of a surprise, is in the top half of the league. So what that means is if their defense can continue to be stingy against, in my opinion, Nick Foles, yes, he led them to a three touchdown comeback, but Nick Foles was awful last week. And you can tell me, oh, he came off the bench. He wasn't expecting to play the game plan, all this. I get all that. He was awful last week. He's been pretty much awful for the far majority of his career outside of one little stint with the Philadelphia Eagles. So I do like Nick Foles. I think he's better than Mitch Trubisky, at least for right now in the time being. But I don't think he's anybody that's going to kind of give the problems that this number one Colts defense has had at stopping some other teams for the past three weeks. If that is the case, you keep the situation in a game script from where you're not playing from behind, from where you're playing in a neutral game script. Right now, what you're seeing out of the Vegas odds, Indy is a two and a half point favorite, which I do like that two and a half point favorite right now. Overall, they have a 23.75 team total. Those look like fine numbers for a running back. Being a favorite is a good thing to see. He's ran 39 routes and he's caught all nine of his targets for nine receptions. He had one of them called back for penalty, so he should technically have 10 targets as well. He's averaging 4.6 yards per carry right now, and Indy runs the seventh most plays per game on offense. So they're playing at a quick pace. They're favorites in this game behind an elite offensive line right now. And yes, the matchup is tough. The main reason Jonathan Taylor is not picking up ownership closer to 20% this week is because his matchup is difficult, but he runs behind an insane offensive line that should normally neutralize those situations. And a somewhat banged up Bears defensive line is going to help him. Now, Naeem Himes, who did not play much in week two, got his rollback a little bit more in week three, where he only played 14% of the snaps in week two. He played 32% of the snaps then in week three, and he did see 15 touches to just seven touches in week two. So Naeem Himes, by all accounts, is going to be involved in this offense. Now, if they get out ahead like their favorites in this one, and they're ahead by a touchdown in the game, you could expect Jonathan Taylor to be in on most of those plays. But if I can project pretty confidently Jonathan Taylor for 16 touches with the upside of 20 plus touches in all the red zone and goal line work on this team at no ownership, I think that's your pivot spot. That's your that one dude play this week at the running back position. The rookie phenom, the future Hall of Famer potential out of Wisconsin is going to be Jonathan Taylor, that one dude. Next up, the wide receiver position. And that one dude at the wide receiver position this week is a guy who's just consistently an absolute monster ever since he became healthy a couple of years back for a consistent amount of time. That man is Keenan Allen. Bam, there he goes. Keenan Allen right now is surprisingly lower owned, surprisingly right around projected 5% ownership right now on multiple sites. I don't know if I believe this too much, but I guess it makes somewhat sense because of the other receivers around him right now. Keenan Allen's $6,500 right now. I'm not getting this because he's sub 5% ownership or right around it. He's my seventh best wide receiver value play in the slate. So looks like a decent value for the price point. And he's my fifth highest projected player. $6,500 is not that expensive. I assume because people are playing Kamara, maybe playing some expensive stacks with the Chiefs or Seattle that it's hard to get to some of that mid-range options at wide receiver this week. But even in cash games, I'm fine with Keenan Allen. Now I think there are better cash options, but I'm fine with him there. If you told me that, yeah, I want to play him this week, 19 targets last week. Some spots had him at 17, but still so much usage right now in this offense. There's a lot of good things to say about Keenan Allen. I mean, he's playing on 99% of the snaps. And this is the man that shout out to our sponsor, Superdraft. Again, link down below. You can get the Superdraft promo code SAL, S-A-L, a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 Ruskies. Check out the new game mode, right? Check out these new sites, man. Support them. It's one of the best spots to get positive ROI because the contests don't fill. I'm telling you right now, if you want to build a bankroll solely or at least have a better chance to win than you do on DraftKings and FanDuel and all these other sites that are completely saturated with professionals, go to Superdraft right now. The contests aren't filling. Use the promo code SAL, S-A-L, and you will get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 in a slow drip format. And Keenan Allen is my number one Super draft play of the week as of right now at the wide receiver position. So I would suggest playing Keenan Allen over there. I currently have him projected for 24.8 points, which is 1.1 more points than any 
other wide receiver on the slate. He looks fantastic on Super Jeff. I'm playing him over there. He looks pretty damn good on DraftKings. I'm definitely playing him over there, especially as a leverage play. Like I thought he was going to have to be somebody that I ate 15%, not even chalk, but just average ownership on at that point. Does not seem like that at all. So some of the things on Keenan Allen right now, and also as we continue to go, hit the like button, hit the big old subscribe button that's popping up. If you like the theme of the show, a lot of the shows in this industry can become very similar and they're all kind of the same thing. And a lot of people have dry personalities. So we're trying to change that thing up right now and change it up here with that one dude. Get that blandness the fuck up out of your diet. We're going to give you a little bit better of a spices to it. But right now he's playing 99% of the snaps, Keenan Allen. 42% are in the slot. This man is averaging 12.3 targets per game. Obviously it's three games. Obviously last week getting 19 targets is going to skew it a little bit, but still that's number one in the league. He's seen a 34% target share. Justin Herbert loves this kid. That's number three in the league, 34%. And he's pretty much top 10 and top five in every other category. He's top 10 right now in air yards, in red zone targets, in receptions, in yards. And he has an 11 yards per reception so far. So Justin Herbert now in back-to-back games and one of those against the Chiefs where their defense has been good, right? You saw what they just did to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens offense. And Justin Herbert came into that game very, very cold, not knowing he was going to start until moments before the game. He throws for back-to-back games of 300 plus yards. He does look pretty good right now. And they're going to be playing from behind based on the game script in this one. So even with some of the injuries to Tampa Bay right now in their offense to Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller, you can still see that Tampa Bay is coming in as touchdown favorites. So another situation in which they're going to have to throw the ball out. Maybe Justin Herbert unloads for 40 plus times. And if that's the case, just based on this 34% target share, even if it goes down to 25% target share for Keenan Allen in this game, he's going to be flirting with a 10 plus target game in this one for just $6,500 for a man who's involved in the red zone and seeing a lot of deep targets as well. I'm kind of confused. That's why he's only 5%. Maybe he'll grow after this video if a couple of hundred people jump on Keenan Allen. But right now to me, he's looking like a play that's that one due to the wide receiver position, even if he wasn't low owned, but the fact that he's lower owned, it's kind of a lock for it. Like I was looking at other wide receiver options and there's some down there. And then I saw Keenan Allen's name only 5%. He's my top five projected wide receiver right now in fantasy points. He's a top 10 value wide receiver for me this week. Makes no sense. He's my number one super draft play. Sign up down below. Yeah. Keenan Allen, that one dude at the wide receiver position this week. Let's close this bad boy out right now with the tight end position. That one dude at the tight end position, one of the tightest ends in the league right now is going to be our man, Mike Gusecki out of Penn State. Mike Gusecki out of Penn State right now is going to be my that one dude at the tight end position because currently right now, look, I don't have him projecting out as anything incredibly amazing. I have him for right around 10 fantasy points, just a little bit under 10 fantasy points, which doesn't make him a superstar type play, which is why he's coming in at like four or 5% ownership right now. A lot of the ownership is going to get sucked up by the studs as it probably rightfully should in your cash game lineups and in your GPP lineups. I'm talking about Darren Waller. I'm talking about Travis Kelsey this week. I'm sure that most of the ownership is going to go there because it should. Those guys are just my highest projected players right now at the tight end position by a decent amount. But we said Ryan Fitzpatrick is that one dude at quarterback. So here's a stacking option. We won't do that every single week, but here's a stacking option in GPPs. One of them is Mike Gusecki right now. I've been projected for about nine and a half points, but he has a huge ceiling versus Seattle. This is according to, and I'll put the tweet up right now. This is according to PFF underscore Jared, a very good follow on Twitter. You can check him out. Seattle allows the most targets, catches, and yards to the slot this year. And they allow the most yards by 149 more yards than anybody else in the league. And good old Mikey G plays the third most snaps of any tight end that's in the slot position at 78 right now. So you're going to get Mikey G, who's already going to be a mismatch for any type of linebacker, now going into the slot against cornerbacks, who he's going to be a mismatch for. And these cornerbacks have not been good this year for Seattle in the slot. Yeah, I do like that a good amount in terms of an upside play in GBPs. Yeah, in cash games, $5,100 for Mike Gusecki seems a little bit expensive. It can still probably get done for you, but I'm probably not going there in cash games. It's strictly a GPP, that one dude type of a play. So he's likely going to get some match against KJ Wright when he's not in the slot, just as the linebacker position. But a lot of the time he'll be in the slot, probably closer to 50% of the time. And he'll have nice matchups. Last week, didn't do much on Thursday night football. Saw just three targets, but he was involved in the red zone because he caught that one. One catch, 15 yards and a touchdown. Right now amongst tight ends, he ranks number three in slot snaps, 10th in targets currently, seventh in target share at 20%, which is very good for a tight end. He's seen a 50% red zone target share right now for this Miami team. Miami gets in the red zone, what's in the 20 yards? So far, Ryan Fitzpatrick, half the time has targeted Mike Gusecki. That's a lot of upside. And then he's number one 
overall when it comes to air yards. He's number one overall in completed air yards. He's number one overall in average target distance. There's a lot to like here. He's seen top five red zone targets. He's sixth in receiving, 10th in reception so far, and he's second in PFF's tight end player grading so far this year at 89.8. And now, and now he possibly gets the best matchup that he'll see all season long with nobody wanting to own our man, Mike Gusecki, the tightest of ends in the league, sub 5% ownership right now for this one. That's a funny joke, right? Some people out there saying, is this guy, is this guy okay? Some people right now out there cooking the exit button. It's all good. We're all joking and good fun here, but either way, it's all good. Thank you so much. Those are our that one dudes at every single position. The quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the man himself with the wildest outfits that he's got out there, the craziest of chest hairs, right? The running back, the young phenom, the future Hall of Famer himself, the GOAT, Jonathan Taylor. We're going to call that GOAT status way before it happens so we can be in early on that man. Mr. Consistent himself, who just continues every single year to seem to start out with like 12 targets a game in Keenan Allen. Happened last year for four weeks of the season. He like set the record for targets through four weeks. If he gets another 19 targets this week, he'll do it again. Keenan Allen are that one dude at the wide receiver and the tightest of ends, that one dude at the tight end position, Mikey G, shout out Penn State. Thank you so much for tuning into this video. I appreciate you all so much. If you liked that one dude script of this, please do hit the like button for me. The big old subscribe button as it pops up right now. I appreciate you all a ton. Check out Super Jeff where Keenan Allen is my number one wide receiver play in the week. And I have all my other projections and rankings linked down below on Patreon, along with a bunch of other content over there that's going to keep you more informed. And the more informed you are, the better the chance that you have at winning all the dollar rooskies. And speaking of dollar rooskies, if you sign up on Super Jeff, 50% deposit match up to $1,000 rooskies. If you use the promo code SAL, that is SAL multiplier format over there, they'll give it to you in a slow drip format. Thank you so much, everybody. That's it for me. Happy Saturday. Happy Sunday, depending on when you're watching this. Have a great weekend and I'll see you in the next one. The return of that one, dude. I love it so much. Peace out, gang.